Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Happy New Year. I would start singing Old Lang Song, but I have a croaky voice from so much New Year's laughter. I don't know the words to that song. Well, I kind of know the words, but it's... (laughs) It's a bit rusty, so I'm just not even going to attempt it. We'll just bypass yeah. that. We, and also, we can't be bad at math and also bad at singing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In the same episode, we would just be, like, counting ourselves out. So we won't, yeah, exactly. we won't expose ourselves right now. <laughs> it's been brought to our attention that we don't know multiples of nine based <laughs> on our last episode. <laughs> it like 24 hours later I was like oh crap so we were so confident that nine times nine was 72 we're like oh yeah that's it good job us that's totally it <laughs> well thankfully oh, we we're not so in math related field so that's okay. yeah but we do have to do math right now because I both of us separately found a card of the year methodology that we really liked yes and that is like a lot of the times people will talk about your soul card being uh, your birth date simplified down to the smallest number that you can make it. I'm sure there's a more graceful way of putting that, but this is where <laughs> I am. Um, and so for a card of the year, you could do the same thing with your birth date and the current year. So yes. like my birthday is May 16th and we're going into 2019. So I would add five plus 16 plus 2019. And I'm pulling up a calculator for this, even though I've done it before, just because I know that I emotionally will not be able to handle getting this wrong. <laughs> Listeners, I did After this before the episode, week. so I already made sure my math was right. So I get 2,040 initially, okay. which then I can simplify further by adding two and four, which is six. Yes. Yes. Six. Yes. Two and four. And six. six is the lovers. <laughs> yes. And my card is the lovers as well. Yay. We just oh, my God. Year. How fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And for a loving year and a lot of like sharing of ideas and, yes. you know, decisions and stuff like Decision, that. Choices. Being on the same love playing field. Well, Yay. that's pretty fun that we have the same wavelength card this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I was surprised. It's like alignment. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah, exactly. And I also have another card of the year, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, so our card for the day is the Seven of Swords. And this is like a interesting controversial card because there are very Ooh. varied <laughs> like meanings to this card. And some Yeah, but cause it pops panic. up for you a lot, doesn't it? it? It does. It always pops up for me when I need to creatively get myself out of a problem. And I'm not quite sure what the problem is, but maybe we'll find out later. <laughs> the problem is that your podcast co-host is losing her voice and also her mind. <laughs> Okay, well, the Seven of Swords says I can do it, so yeah, I'll exactly. carry this episode you can for totally us. Do it. So the Seven of Swords is controversial because a lot of the times people see it and they like interpret it as sneakiness, and I think we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but like it, 
Pet peeve of mine. How is it sneaky to gather information that you need? That is not sneakiness. That is no. good common sense. Yeah. And it's always like they're like it's more tra- I find this like more traditional meanings that like from like RWS white little white books and stuff where it says like someone's sneaking behind your back, someone's going yeah. to betray you. You know, all of this like and I guess because maybe it's swords, people automatically assume that the swords it's like he's evil or something, but to me he's always kind of seemed as like a like a Loki kind of character like a prankster oh and kind of like gathering that information with his wits if it makes any sense like yeah like he that's what he relies on is you know his wits to get him out of stuff so to me that's how that card always comes across it's more of like prankster yeah. god sort of like theme or feeling to it and not necessarily like someone's gonna stab you in the back with the sword you know sort of thing. so <laughs> i mean the so, yeah. sword suit does that so much so much <laughs> So much anxiety. But I was, uh, I just got the marshmallow Marseille and I was showing Mm. some of our friends pictures of it. And I was realizing that I feel like people who are really freaked out by swords, like even beginners or whatever, should definitely Mm -hmm. switch to a Marseille deck because the sword meanings are so much less like anxiety and uh, defeat oriented Uh than the Rider Waite Smith swords. So I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely something to explore. Yeah, especially because even I still, like, sometimes we'll see a sword and be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, like I think I drew the six of swords for something, and I was like, uh, even though that's like, even though that's like a positive card in the swords suit, it's yeah. still like, why did you have to tell me this, like, in a sword? Can you tell me this in a cup? Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so easy because so much of the Rider-Waite-Smith imagery of swords is, like, really, really sharp that's stupid i should come up with a better word for that (laughs) it's really it's like (laughs) just kind of like like violence even the colors are a little bit yeah yeah yeah. there's a lot more violence and even the colors are a little bit darker so even if it's something that's positive like intellectually deciding that you need to move on to the next stage of your life or whatever it still looks like a bummer (laughs) yeah it still looks very depressing in the in the rws deck so yeah and i think that that's what i mean that specifically is one of the cards that i really liked in druidcraft and i think it's for that Mm -hmm. reason it's like a little bit more positive and like focused on the people's face rather than the back of their heads and all of those things right and but yeah just like it's just hard it is hard so yeah (laughs) i don't even know where i was going going to be creatively getting ourselves out of a problem today so who knows what that means? So let's talk a little bit more about year ahead spreads. So I did one that had a lot of swords for one of my friends yesterday, which is one of the reasons why swords are like on my mind that way. Oh my gosh. But what did you do? What did you do for your whole year ahead spread? Like what's your methodology? Okay. So I really liked what you had like posted on your Instagram story and thankfully you saved it later. So I didn't have to like panic and try to replicate it from memory. You would have been able to just fine. Okay. And listeners, <laughs> I'm just saying Holly is so giving and so loving. She like gives away spreads for free. She doesn't charge you yeah. anything. And what? so like You are very sweet, but that does not seem oh, no. like that overly no. giving of a thing oh, to no, do. No, no, no. <laughs> in, in our culture, in our taro culture where people are trying to like get you to oh, subscribe to stuff and monetizing yeah, a lot of stuff, Holly is very giving and she doesn't put a paywall there for you to get access to tarot. Yeah. I mean, we don't do I mean, really you that can pay here me. either, so <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're welcome you can to buy pay me if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not, you know, but she's not being a hierophant and being like, if you want access to the unknown, yeah. pay me $20. So, um, and I'm not saying that people should not be paid for their services. Just saying Holly is very giving and very loving in providing this for everyone. So go check out her Thanks, Instagram. 
I just <laughs> hair flipped. <laughs> she did do hair flip. It was fabulous. So go check out her Instagram story that she saved because she kind of even just like walked you through what she did. So as a Seven of Swords person myself, I kind of <laughs> there you go. There's gathered the that information. <laughs> I gathered the information and kind of followed that. And it was interesting because for I did I liked what she did seasonally, and I did the seasons from starting January, February, March is winter. Yeah, because it, that to, because it was like why would I do like the last week of December? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, so I because I work at a school that's on the quarter system, I always think about winter as being January, February, and March because that's how our term works. Right. So like well, and we're it also starting made winter more sense. quarter today. And to me it made more sense because of the equinox stuff because technically spring yeah. doesn't stop until later June. So I was fine with June being anyway. That's beside yeah. the point. So <laughs> just just doing weird witchy math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only math we can do is weird Yeah, math. I can do month math. <laughs> <laughs> it only involves twelve and multiples of three, so we're good. Yeah, exactly. It's super straightforward for me. I don't even need to get my calculator out for that. <laughs> yes. So my theme of the year ended up being the judgment card, which I thought was interesting because um, it's to me, I took ju- judgment as my calling and embracing that because judgment, um, some people talk about it being like a transition in life and blah, blah. But to me, it's always like the angels from the heavens and the RWS always remind me of like the rapture talking and your calling in life. So that's kind yeah. of how I took judgment was that. Um, and it's interesting because for winter and spring, my what to expect were both nine of cups. Oh. Like both. I was like, I was surprised when the nine of cups came up twice because so I'm you like, shuffled oh, everything you. back together for each yes. season. That's a, a smart way season, to do yeah. that. So that's a because really I wanted to make to sure that. that anything that wanted to appear could appear. Maybe it wasn't the best idea, but no, I think that that's a really good idea because that's something that that's the reason I ended up using so many decks for mine because mm-hmm. I kept being like, well, I want the full deck for this next conversation, you know, right, and just right. pulling a different deck instead of just like, you know, closing everything down and starting over. So for like the main like <laughs> questions, I use Raven Prophecy. And then I wanted kind of like a thematic one. So I used goddess deck because like, like goddesses over the seasons and stuff like that to kind of see, cause I, yeah. I really like that. And then I did compendium for that. So, yeah. and I did have a moment of panic. I will admit. Oh no. Because oh, no. in the fall time, what to expect is the four of cups. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? No, thank you. No, <laughs> no thank, thank you. you. And then the lesson learned is three of swords. I'm like, What? The what fuck does that mean? Oh, sorry, that's my dog. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Whoa, three of swords? swords as the lesson I'm learning. I'm like, what? So I had like a moment of panic, and I had to like, I had to like pep talk myself, like Esther, <laughs> because everyone like everyone like there's the moment of panic when you do a year spread and you get some bad cards. So I'm just I being know authentic I feel like it and would real. Be, it would be really really easy for me with the way that my brain works to just like make some grand statement about how year ahead spreads are so meaningless and like I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. do them just out of fear because I don't want to pull cards for pull them. Ca- you know right, what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, I'm so I can be so avoidant about stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I just completely relate. Yeah. So it's one of these things kind of like, well, yes, the future can change. And it's always like morphing and, you know, checking up on things. So there is that sort of element to it, but also at the same time, it's like, well, at least I know. Well, and also what we talked, we've talked about just the three of swords being like the heart as like a sponge that you're just like squeezing emotion out of. So it doesn't, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is very heartbreak oriented, but sometimes that like release of the, 
emotions needs to happen anyway. Right, so you right. might as well just go for it like whole hog, mm-hmm. full three of heart, three of right. swords rather than like set, like sort of metering out that emotion over a longer period of time. It's one of those things where it's 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 exposed. So now I know, it, and it for me, it's like the lesson learned. It's not something that's happened. It doesn't seem like yeah. something that's proactive. It's like the lesson it learned. It could I'm even like, be like this is how you you know the lesson is how you handle that. Right, exactly. It's kind of like, well, is it how I'm using my pain? Is that what it's kind of saying? Is it? Yeah, you know, maybe. But I still had to pep talk myself because I'm like. Esther, your husband is not going to break up with you. There's no reason. Like, and I'm just reads just being authentic because of my past and like insecurities that I have. Like, it automatically. Yeah, went to, exactly. <gasps> Wait, what was the what to expect for that? For what to for, what for to expect was the four of cups. Oh we'll right, to it. four of cups. Um, well, how to handle it is the star, of course. Thank you, the star. <laughs> like, thank you for like a no. I could not ask for more stereotypical like what to, how to handle it. <laughs> the star, yeah, no thank kidding. You. Like, just be hopeful. It'll be fine. <laughs> And then the lesson learned was the three of swords. And so I was just like, okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. So just being authentic, you are not yeah, the only ones that, that panic we'll, when you will be very, very gentle weird. with you in fall. Yes. Yeah. We'll be gentle so, with you in fall. Yes, be gentle. I had a similar thing for summer because the 10 of wands came up for what to expect. Yeah. Which I, you know, I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to be totally exhausted. Exhausted. That's yeah. wonderful. Um, but I forgot. I'm just looking through my notes again. And I did this on the 27th. So it's not even like this was like three weeks ago and I've already forgotten it. Like I've just <laughs> been all over the place. But so I my methodology is doing like uh, I did an inner star oracle card and a tarot card for lessons from 2018 an inner star Oracle card and a tarot card for my 2019 themes. Then for each season I did that, what we were just talking about, what to Mm -hmm. expect, how to handle it and lesson learned. And then I pulled another, uh, inner star Oracle card and a compendium of constellation cards for each season, each season. So that's one thing. And that has a whole separate card of the year. And then I complain, and I completely forgot that I had pulled separately for this. I separated the major and the minor arcana, pulled a separate theme for the year card like later that day. And that's when I got temperance. <laughs> and then I did a cosmic affirmation, which that's like a, a deck that one of my Instagram friends made. They're just little square cards and they just say like, I am balanced. I am protected. I mm-hmm. like sort of affirmations like that. And another tarot or, and cards from the cosmic tarot, which we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, so I have now three different cards of the year for myself to oh keep my in gosh. mind. They are the eight of pentacles, okay. the lovers, like we talked about just now and temperance. Wow. So I feel like that will be interesting. Temperance yeah. is not a card that I ever like. Well, it's funny because last year my card of the year was the two of pentacles. And this year my card of the year is temperance. And I think that's really interesting because it's kind of like you were supposed to be learning balance last year and you didn't get there. So now we're like mega balance, <laughs> like temperance <laughs> level balance. <laughs> it's like you didn't learn it well enough last year. You have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but hot, like heavier, heavier because now yeah. it's a major arcana card <laughs> instead of just the two of pentacles again. So I'm I'm trying to do a lot of work to like figure out exactly what that means for me because mm-hmm. I think that it's really easy for temperance to just because of the temperance move movement in the United States was not about temperance at right, all it was right. about extreme deprivation mm-hmm. in one way or another so I think that I need to like sort of contemplate what that means for me um and you know I have kind of like a rocky relationship with my physical self and so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be kind of about finding more balance there and yeah sort of healing some past traumas related to that and yeah. I'm kind of excited 
excited about it. And I think that that really goes well with the eight of pentacles and also the lovers of just kind of like figuring out a way to find balance that feels good, but it's going to take, you know, work. It's going to take kind of that eight of pentacles consistency and practice to like get to a point where temperance and the lovers Mm -hmm. is not, you know, I don't know, just like easy. Yeah. (laughs) Or not easy, but comes more naturally. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, your head spreads can be kind of intense. Yes, they can. Just I didn't get anything that really freaked me out too much other than the summer thing, the ten of swords. But then also for December, I got the five of wands, which is just like what's happening in December. That's going to make me feel so defensive. I did get the three of wands for (laughs) the three of swords for April, but that didn't freak me out as much as the whole like season of the. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I can handle one month, like one month of three of swords. Okay. I can handle that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The whole like three months of where the lesson I've learned is the three of swords. I'm like, really? Really? I didn't learn it well enough in April. <laughs> I need to learn yeah, it more seriously. You need to, it needs to come back several months later just I for know. you to be reminded again. Thanks a lot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so funny. It's just, yeah. It's been fun to see what everyone's spreads are looking like, though. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people do the month by month one, which yeah. seems like. That, I guess I did the same thing too, but I t- put way more stock into the seasonal one. But I was having this conversation with my friend who is who we spent New Year's Eve with, and she's a therapist. And um, we were talking about how like yearly intentions can be so intimidating. Yeah. But monthly intentions can be like really not enough time if you have regular life going on around you. Yeah. To like give you a solid like chance to change or experience mm-hmm. growth yeah. or whatever. And so we were talking about how, I mean, there's also been all this like new year's resolution stuff about how like you need to set an intention every Monday and oh stuff like gosh. that. <gasps> Instead of setting a resolution at the beginning of the year, like <laughs> make a new resolution every week. And I'm just like, I guess, yeah, for a lot of like habit building stuff, probably doing a weekly resolution makes the most sense. But like we've been following, you know, the moon and just like, I guess the the Sabbaths and stuff. And that's been working really well for my intention setting. Mm -hmm. So I think that having it be like every three months is just the best method for me to actually get something out of my you know, focus and intention and all of that stuff rather than having it be like a constant change every week. To me, it's like when you do it monthly, to me, it's just like a snapshot, like a little nugget or snack or whatever. And then like three months, I can actually like set my intentions and work on it for a longer period of time than just four weeks because in four yeah. weeks, like two of those weeks can be shot because I have extra stuff at my job or if one yeah. weekend something, ha- if one, something happens like for one week, I'm screwed for the whole month. So, well, and like we we're talking about, like we both get really sick in the beginning of, January, January every yep. single year yes. and so that's like what are we nothing is going to get done in January no. because I know that I'm going to be sick for a week yes. and then you're going to be traveling yes. so like if you had some huge intention for January you'd be like oh no I can't start uh... anything yeah <laughs> February is when I start anything like February is and is my intention like new year so and here we do or lunar new year anyway so that kind of yeah helps. there you go but yeah see you get to follow the, <laughs> the korean calendar and have more time for this I know, exactly i saw some like meme on twitter that was like i'm just gonna start all of my intention or all of my resolutions in february january is the like first month free of 2019 <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> a trial period of 2019 yeah the trial period <laughs> before <laughs> committing to anything <laughs> 
but anyway, I think 2019 is going to be really great. Yes. But I always start every year by saying this is going to be the best year ever. And I texted one of my friends like, it's going to be the best year ever. And she responded with, wait, do you know something that I don't know? And I'm like, no, I just am optimistic and hopeful. <laughs> we'll ask you again how the year's going in August. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, you know that I have that memory problem, too, where I only remember the good stuff. That's so true. I'm always thinking that every year is better like, than the last. You're our Dory. That's what it's going on. It's Dory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every year. I can remember more than she can. So. So I'm doing something right. <laughs> My brain just shuts out the bad stuff. Eh, well, that's not that's not necessarily a bad and thing. It's not bad until it all comes roaring back suddenly. And then it's like, oh, now I can't get out of bed. It's okay. Anna and I will help you remember. Our resident Scorpio will help you remember. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all the grudges we need to keep this year. I, it's really helpful to be friends with Scorpios because sometimes it is easy to forget why we're annoyed with things. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. They won't let us. Yes. That's okay. We need them just like they need us. Balanced. Exactly. Anyway, happy 2019. A question from our friend Alex. I got out of a long-term monogamous relationship about two years ago. I'm now dating around in an ethical, non-monogamous way. I have a married gentleman caller I've been seeing about a year, and I'm not in a hurry to give him up, but I know keeping a boyfriend while looking for a primary partner is a big hurdle. Do the cards say I gotta, or can I continue to eat my cake and have it too? All right. So for this one, it seems like probably doing like a two path sort of staying with your partner. Well, well, what would the two paths be? Okay. Staying with the current staying partner while looking the for a while looking or giving up the partner. Okay. Eating the cake or giving up the cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you want to do the staying with the with the gentleman caller, and I can do. Yeah. Giving him up? Yeah. That sounds good. And how many cards are you pulling for this? I was going to do three because three is always kind of like two. I feel is like not enough and like not enough. Oh, my gosh. Like it's not <laughs> enough. <laughs> and four seems like too much. So Okay. I three think, it is. And then I expect for you to pull six because you always pull like six, three extra <laughs> while under the table. I know based on where my camera is too on my laptop it always looks like I'm just like surprise additional cards because you can't see, can't see below it. my neck <laughs> I can't keep up okay so for keeping her cake I have the ace of wands the hanged woman and the five of pentacles and I'm using the mystic mondays deck oh fun yes Ace of Wands. What, sorry, say that again? Okay, Ace of Wands, Hanged Woman, and the Five of Pentacles. So to me, I'm getting, not necessarily leaving, but kind of waiting to kind of see what happens. Because the Hanged Woman is there, and she kind of takes precedence over the Ace. But the Ace of Wands also indicates, like, newness and new creativity, new passions. And the Five yeah. of Pentacles, there's like a, it's not like, it's more financial loss than it would be like emotional loss or mourning and things like that so yeah maybe not something that's financially well and that's really wise. interesting because for leaving him and focusing on it i also got uh pentacles but i got the tower the queen of swords and then the ace of pentacles oh and i'm using luna soul so yeah. i think that it's kind of saying like it would be it would 
feel probably the most comfortable to just try to look at that, like the cards that you pulled, Esther, yeah. to look at your current relationship from a new angle and be like, no, this is fine. Everything's fine. And like, there might be some newness that you could gather, but leaving him would like destroy everything. But out of the ashes rises the queen of swords, which is really kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having that new, the new like ace of pentacles energy, could allow for a new relationship to kind of like take hold a little bit more easily. If Mm -hmm. you have this strong queen of swords, like, you know, I burn shit down and look at me back and better than ever. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the tower is like that controlled sort of burning. It's not like a complete it's destruction, but it's like rebuilding destruction. Well, and especially just because it's the tower and then the queen of swords, like that makes it feel like Phoenix, like almost, you know, like sometimes you have to let everything collapse in order to Queen of Swords it out yeah. of there. Yeah, <laughs> and especially with the Hanged Woman here, it's like new, like you said, new perspective and kind of like waiting it out. Maybe it's like yeah. you feel like you've been put on like waiting for too long for something to happen. You're kind of wanting this newness, and then Five of Pentacles being like you feel. Is it worth it to continue doing this? Yeah, totally. So maybe we should pull. (laughs) Surprise. I know you're going to make fun of me, but maybe we should pull more cards. Fine. (laughs) I caught myself. I'm like, oh, God, do I even suggest it out loud? Do we want to do like so maybe advice? Yeah, let's do some an advice card each. Just one. We can just do one. But just as a summary. Um, the staying with the gentleman caller while looking for a new relationship is Ace of Wands, Hanged Man, and Five of Pentacles. Right. So we're interpreting that as being like it would be sort of the more it would be a, a powerful position with the Ace mm-hmm. of Wands to kind of decide that you're going to stay. But the Hanged Man and the Five of Pentacles implies that it would basically just be prolonging the inevitable and that could come with a sense of loss. Yeah. And then for ditching him and just like starting your own thing and looking for a partner solo, we got the tower, the queen of swords and the ace of discs, which we're interpreting as if you leave him, you're kind of like burning everything to the ground, but you're coming out stronger from that. And the ace of, sorry, I'm using the Luna Soltero, which is why I said ace of discs. (laughs) Um, But the ace of pentacles would be like, and now there's this new opportunity that arises with you stronger than you've been before. But there, the tower is not something you're really like aiming for. So if that worries you, then there's no shame in postponing a decision. But that's why we're going to talk about advice. I also love the Lunasol deck, and I hope that it goes mass market. Oh, I hope so, too, because I keep lusting after it. I'm like, oh, I need that deck. I need that deck. It's so pretty. It is. And I like how diverse it is, but we can talk about that at a later date. Yeah, once once it is mass market and everyone can have it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So what did you get for advice? I got the Queen of Pentacles. And I got strength. Oh, that really matches really well. So it's kind of like getting back to your roots, knowing who you are. Because she knows who she is and knows her place and herself really well. And the or the Queen of Pentacles is so much about, like, creation of comfort and, like, home and all of those things. So I think that paired with strength, well, especially with all of the pentacles we got in the earlier part of the mm-hmm. spread, having one have a five of pentacles and one have an ace of pentacles, like, if the moving forward is kind of, like, think about what you need, what creature comforts you need, what comfort level you need. Right. 
that should be how you make this decision. And then also the strength card being like, you can withstand it even if it's harder than you expect yeah. it to be. Yeah. Well, good luck, Alex. So this question is like two months old, yes. almost two months old. So it's always one of those things we've had this happen before where there was like such a gap in between question or in between when we got asked and when we answered it, that the, the question had already been resolved. resolved. Yeah. Based on this, I feel like it kind of is it's still, still in the works. yeah, it's still decision making because it's very like it's very contrast. Like to me, it's not like yeah. we're not echoing this like same things at all. And also just for those of you who are listening and might have a question, definitely send it our way. We say that this is from two months ago, but that's because we had a huge influx of questions two months ago and now we're almost caught up. So if you have any life questions that tarot can help with or questions about tarot, definitely, definitely send them our way and we'll go through all of the ways you can do that at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are very easy to contact. <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about the cosmic tarot. Yay! And I'm so excited about this because it took me a really long time to spring for it because I didn't love every single card, but we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, the Cosmic Tarot is by Norbert Loesch. I don't know how to pronounce that. L-O-S-C-H-E. And weirdly, as I was Googling around for like some historical information about it, I couldn't find very much, which is strange. Um, but it was originally published in 1986, although some places said 1988. It doesn't seem like that long ago that there should be a discrepancy. Um, <laughs> but who knows? The colors and the depictions are so delightfully 80s. <laughs> They're generally pastel. Um, and in the minor arcana, the colors tend to align with the elements that the... Um, that the suit represents. So like the cups tend to be in blue shades to represent water. The wands tend to be in shades of red for fire. And many of the figures, especially in the court cards look sort of like famous people. So there's a lot of theories uh, sort of rolling around about who they're after. Uh, the King of Cups looks a little bit like Clark Gable, older Clark Gable. I have to say Rita Hayworth might be the nine of pentacles and Tom Cruise is possibly the inspiration for the Prince of Wands. This is 80s Tom Cruise, not Xenu Tom Cruise. I feel like Richard Burton's also <laughs> in there. I mean, like anyone who's in the yeah, 80s that's a, a star of, is in there. Yeah, so much of that. And even like some of them where it's like, that just looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> and if I were more up on 80s culture, I'd be able to come up with it right away. Yes. Um, but it's also a really affordable deck right now. It's under $15 on Amazon in the U.S. Yeah. So I think it's kind of making a little bit of a resurgence, but I do feel like it's slightly underrated. And I kind of get it because mm. there are some weird ass <laughs> cards in here. I will say that I did like <laughs> this deck because on the back the author specifically made this deck for beginners. So he yes, wanted to make it accessible. True. And I absolutely adored that. Like in a time when, you know, that wasn't something that was important to many Taro, like creators and stuff, he decided to do that. And I appreciate that. So I was like, yeah. I'm all about that. I'm like, Ooh, good beginner deck. I like that. And trying to figure out, cause I'm just thinking, is that the same time when the, like the hermetic tarot I think came out? So. I think the hermetic was before that. Like 82 yeah. maybe. Yeah, so it would make sense if there were a lot of decks, like the few decks that were coming out in the 80s were more and more mm -hmm. sort of unattainable right. than for them to do that for this Norbert guy, our beloved Norbert, to be like... He has lots of dancers in this deck, like lots of yes. tights, dancers, and booties. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> lots of tights and dancers. <laughs> It's so eight. It's so eighties. It's, it's just super incredible. 80s. Okay, so so our general impressions for the deck, Holly. What are your impressions? I uh, the first couple times I saw it, I kept seeing like uh, I think it works so well in a spread. I think for card of the day, 
I would get too bogged down in mm-hmm. like some of the weirder aspects yes. of some of the cards. But altogether, working like in a spread, I just find it really, really delightful. Mm-hmm. It's very charming. It's so charming. It's so funny because it's just like the most 80s thing in the whole entire world. And both of us were born in the late 80s. And so it's not even like we were like teens who were like bopping around going to malls and stuff. But there's still just like something that I'm so drawn to about these color choices and just how weird it is. And I just love it. I'll I'll admit that I bought this deck uh, from the app store because I was like, okay, this thing called Cosmic Tarot. And it looks like some like it was inspired by Hollywood stars. And I love old Hollywood. So I was like all for it. Yeah. And then I download it. And there were some terrifying cards in this deck. Like I was so many, (laughs) so many. many. And so I deleted it. Like I returned it to the app store (laughs) because I was like, I noped out of it really quick. I saw it. I think it was the Hierophant because I always look at the Hierophant. I saw the Hierophant. And for me, the Hierophant was just too much. So I was like, nope. The Hierophant (laughs) is one of my favorite cards of the deck. Isn't that so funny? funny. He's so crazy. So I noped out of it. But yeah, I I think I think that that's exactly the situation, though. If you're looking at it card by card like you would on the app store, it feels less cohesive Mm -hmm. or less fun or less interesting or something than if you're looking at them all together. Because once you kind of get a feel for all of them and start looking at like pairs and sets, there's a definitely a balance that happens. Like, and that's why I like the deck. Like, you know me, like I'm like Aquarian Tarot. I like it, but I don't I mean, I kind of like halfway like it. But so I don't really use yeah. it that much. But this one I like way more. And even though the cards yeah. terrify me, nothing in Aquarian terrifies me. But the cards in here terrify me. No. But I like Cosmic Tarot more. I like this a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. It kind of feels similar to Aquarian in some ways. Mostly that the uh, court card face. Yeah. Like all, the faces all the faces. Yeah. Are super zoomed in on. Um, so that's a really good comparison. But yeah, it's it's similar to that. Just like how Aquarian is like, you know, peak 60s, this is like peak yes, 80s. Yeah. And so since it's so affordable and it's kind of, it's so fun, it's like, yeah, you might as well have exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. But I also have a deck buying problem, so don't listen <laughs> well, you to can me. Always, like I say, you can always <laughs> just test drive it on the app store. It's like four bucks. Yeah. But it might be more terrifying because there true. are some scary there cards. Are some scary cards. I should have separated out scary <laughs> cards too instead of just favorite cards. <laughs> I almost did, but then I was like, "We're not talking about scary cards. We won't go into yeah. it." So, ba- but basically, like the That's ten of one swords of is really <laughs> creepy. So the ten of swords is spooky, <laughs> spooky. but. The actual cardstock is pretty fine. It's very, very slippery. Like if you were doing a reading for somebody and wanted to fan out the cards in front of them, this would be an absolutely perfect deck deck for that. I like the cardstock a lot. It has, it does have like some theatricality to it. Very much. And I like the back too. The back with the sacred geometry is gorgeous. I think. Yeah. I bet that this would look really pretty trimmed also. Probably. I I would not like, I'm a trimming fiend at the moment. So don't even like suggest it to me because it will happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like oh no and now i accidentally trimmed this whole deck again exactly. it just has big old white borders but the back also has big white borders and so i just think maybe that it would be pretty cool maybe. without any yeah we'll maybe see. if we get everybody to be super into this deck the publisher will release a borderless version exactly and we, we need them a little bigger because they are a little i feel like they're a little smaller than just normal taro deck size yeah so. Just a bit shrimpy. Okay. So what kind of readings have you used this for? I've only had this deck for two weeks, so I've basically just been doing personal readings with it. What about you? So I did a reading for somebody else um, that was like a year ahead reading, and it had an like intensely 
sort of esoteric and spiritual bend oh. in that reading. And so I was like, oh, that kind of surprises me. So I started using it. I'm doing um, the Spiral Sea Meet Your Guides oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. January challenge. And so I used that yesterday. I used it yesterday for that. And I feel like it's absolutely a perfect fit. Oh. So for me, because it's like really accessible, there's not a ton of symbols that you need to be a total expert mm-hmm. in to go into. Yeah. Um, for sort of the spiritual side of things. I don't know. For some reason, it's really calling to me for that. And I've had a lot of effectiveness for the more like mm-hmm. woo woo types of readings. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been using it for. And I'm going to continue to use it throughout the rest of this month. And I hope that it continues along the same oh, line. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I've just been, I think I use it for a week ahead spread sort of thing. Because yeah. I've just been so busy. It's, you know, like our last episode, I've been hardly picking up a tarot deck. So. Yeah. I just, but I just well, love it's the holiday I just, But I just love picking it up and shuffling it because it's for me. It's like a perfect shuffling deck because it's so slippery. Yeah. So just my yeah. energy. And like, also, I I do like using it. I think I've like po- used it a couple of other times just because the color. I just love the colors. Mm-hmm. It just is like a really beautiful. All the aquas and blues are just like perfect. Yeah. I I'm enjoying the colors and it's Florida to yeah. me. It's Florida. And I'm also That's all realizing it it's so Florida <laughs> in all the best ways. It is. And we can say that because I'm from, you were born, born there, there and I'm married to a Floridian and we lived there together in North Florida. So it's a little bit less cosmic yeah. tarot in North yeah. Florida, but still. I was, I was from Orlando <laughs> area, so it's super Florida. Oh, yeah. Like the curtains, pink <laughs> curtains hanging from Florida ceiling sort of stuff. Yep. It's so funny. There's actually a flamingo there on the is. star card, by the way. So I think that it's all the wands. The wands are totally all Florida because it's pinks and browns. All of it. Yeah, it's all just like 80s Florida. I can smell like, the carpet. That people... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it great. No. That humidity no, no, no. does not do good Smoker's things carpet. carpet. That's all that's it is. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so what is your, what are your favorite cards as, or from this deck? What's, what's kind of appealed to you? So I originally had like nine favorite cards, oh my gosh. but I've narrowed it down to four. Okay. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and a lot of my favorite cards are my favorite cards because I'm like, this is just so weird and I love it. <laughs> well, let's see if... Like the Hierophant. The Hierophant, the Hierophant okay. is one of my favorite cards. And that's so weird because you, yes. like, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm not like the biggest Hierophant fan. We're going to have a Tara Wildly episode it... later where we're going to probably rant about the Hierophant for half an hour. Yeah, exactly. That's our feeling about exactly. the Hierophant. <laughs> We've had to do a lot of work to get to this point but I just love it because he's like like he looks like the Pope but he's like shining light out of his eye and he's holding tarot cards so like who is this guy I do like that there's people the people around him are male and female I do like that yeah there's and they have like the one of the women's is women one of the women's one of the women is wearing a headdress that has the star of David all over it so it just seems like a little bit more universal Mm -hmm access to the divine rather than like specifically Catholics, even though he is dressed like the Pope. Yeah. So I really love that. And then the other though. So then my other, uh, one of my other ones is death because it's pretty metal. Like that is a pretty, Oh yeah. 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 I love the death card. That was really cool. Like destruction all around. And he's just in the cemetery. Like on his face. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Look what I did. For some reason he's smiling. It's just like great. And then the two cards that actually are eventually sold me on the deck completely. Like the reason I bought it was because I love the high priestess. Gorgeous. She's, just like glam yes. as hell, nineties high priest high priestess, and I love it. It's so pretty. And then also the star, oh, yeah. which is just so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's like a woman standing in front of a flamingo. 
<laughs> as you do as anyone yeah, who's at the you know, river does <laughs> yeah in the traditional star depiction i always forget about how important the flamingo is <laughs> <laughs> they're totally flamingos <laughs> Yeah, but it almost the flamingo or the the flamingo card. Jesus Christ, Holly. <laughs> the star, <laughs> the star feels a little bit more Art Deco yeah. than like '80s necessarily. But I just love it. I love it. And seeing those two cards is what finally sold me on the deck because, like we talked about already, there <laughs> are some weird ones in, in there deck. too. <laughs> yeah. I will say we didn't mention before, but this deck is really diverse for its time. Like there are. So many oh, people yeah. of color. I don't remember much body diversity, but I was surprised with this being like a mid late eighties deck. It being so yeah. diverse. So, yeah. And in any cards where there's crowds, even there's just a lot of people who look like they'd be from different backgrounds yeah. or whatever. So it's 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 kind of astonishing that um, this card doesn't get more attention mm-hmm. for that, or this deck doesn't get more attention for that. Yeah. You know. Okay, so for my favorite cards. Okay, first I have the nine of wands. Because I love that, like, the lion is behind the guy. Like, there's, like, a full yeah. face man, and there's, like, a lion behind him. So, to me, it's, like, the strength yeah. is behind him. And I really like that implication. Yeah, totally. So, I really like that, and it's really, like, cool looking. He's, like, jo- Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> like, as a yeah, his eyebrows are incredible. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, a like a tank top. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> He looks perfect. He it's so 80s. And I posted this on my Instagram, but I absolutely adore the Nine of Pentacles. She keeps fl- flouncing herself to me, and I just adore her every time I see her. Yeah, just the Rita Hayworth gorgeous. card. Because I love, like, the Nine of Pentacles is one of the cards I always kind of look at in any deck that I would like to get. So yeah. I just adore the whole look of that, like, the whole 1920s feel yeah, to it. Yeah, it's a really good one. Totally. Yeah. And the lovers, I love that there's, like, an aphrodisiac coming from whatever symbol that is above their head. So, oh yeah, I was just like, huh? It's not like a typical like angel that's terrifying over the lovers. Like actual two people that yeah. are loving each other. Who could have guessed? That's sweet. <laughs> sweet. Plus, I love a dude with long I hair know, and the tank top and <laughs> a mullet almost. And then, okay, a mullet. Good, more mullets. So I crack up with this card. So have you looked at the strength card yet? I need to ask you. Yes. Have you seen I have. the strength cards, Lion? Why is she? It looks like it's on a it shirt. It is on like a t-shirt. Like, and she's holding the lion yeah. in front of her. And she's there's not even like a real lion there. And she's like naked, she's, like, but naked. with a shirt with a lion on it. Like, what is happening in this card? I don't understand it at all. Yeah, that's you one of the ones me. that I pulled out as one of those like, like, like 15 question marks in a row cards. Like, what is happening here? Because I love, the strength card is like my birth, like, August Leo card. And so, like, I was, yeah. I always kind of look at that one too. And I was just like. And at first I was like, okay, there's a lion and a lady. Okay, good. And then later I came back and realized <laughs> she's holding up like a washcloth with a lion print on it. What the fuck is this? And you know what it kind of makes me think of? All those shirts that people had in the 80s, like the howl- yes. wolves howling yes. at moon. Yes, like, like air paint exactly airbrushed like on that. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like an airbrushed lion shirt rather than her actually interacting with a lion. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is. You're like, what's happening here? I don't understand. <laughs> so that card just it's makes like- me laugh. So strange. <laughs> this deck just makes me laugh. That's why it's so it's weird so that I balanced. keep having these really yeah. meaningful readings. Yeah. I keep having all these meaningful readings, and then I'm like, "This is hilarious." Why? Like, some if I look too closely at some of these cards, I just can't stop laughing. And maybe it's just like one of those things, kind of like it's like a secret deck where, like, on the surface it looks like not serious and kind of weird, but underneath it's very serious and esoteric. And I mean, that's how I've found it to be. So I think you're totally onto something there. Okay, so our next parameter is pulling a card to represent our relationship with the deck. Uh, so let's yes. see. 
Who's gonna pull a sword? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I drew the three of pentacles. So it's a nice little Aww. working relationship deck. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, totally. And I got the two of wands, oh. and so that's kind of like a planning, like inward planning oh. deck. That's nice. And this guy is ridiculous. <laughs> oh yes, yes, two he's, of wands. He's, he's wearing the tights that you're talking about. With ballerina shoes. I he think. looks like a dancer. <laughs> yeah, he totally is a ballerina. <laughs> so good. I love All right, it. two of wands. I see you. I can handle that. Yeah. And what's our deck of the week next week, Holly? Because we didn't decide this. Oh, <laughs> so that's a really good question. Why don't we do Mystic Mondays? Yeah, we do Mystic Mondays next week. That's good. Yay! All right. <laughs> we are so official here at Wildly Tarot. <laughs> we think at our feet. Seven of swords and all around. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's us thinking on our feet. We're like, oh, Now we know crap. what it means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next week we will be doing Mystic Mondays. Yay. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like us, please tell some of your friends about us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you have a tarot question or a life question that we help through tarot, email us at wildlytarotpodcasts at gmail.com. Or message us on our Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. <laughs> Bye. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.